0: all right back at it homegrown radio chuck dizzle dj here we got a homegrown homie a legend and all that man we got the homie merge returning to homegrown man how you feeling bro i'm good man i'm good how y'all uh blessed i mean can't complain that this year's been obviously wild i mean we we came out of it we were just talking about this before man anybody that's survived this shit i mean you gotta just tip your hat to it we were talking about uh your cousin artistic how the glow for him has been you know phenomenal and and um i kind of want to start off on on that tip man as far as 2020 for yourself you've been through a lot of different shit right but how would you scale like the pandemic and, and and being an artist and obviously the ups and downs with that. How does this rank within, you know, life and and, and career wise getting past this?
1: I I will definitely answer that question. But first I want, I know I said it on the internet, congratulations to y'all man, really deserving team. And so much for the city. It shows that the, the powers that be, they get demonized a lot and do fuck up a lot. They do get it right sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> with y'all that got is so motherfucking right. Not not a duo and a I say a team because I know there's more than just you and, and and head, Chuck, you know, there's a homegrown family getting 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 this um promotion. And I know it's not gonna stop there. Um, I look forward to my kids being annoyed when I'm driving them to school. <laughs> and why we always gotta listen to head and dizzle in the morning? I'm, shut the fuck up.
2: <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> you know, I mean. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that for real. That that means a lot.
1: And it's gonna happen one more time when I see y'all in person. That's you know what I mean. This is Uh, you know, it's it's stages, man. Stage stages of my um celebrating y'all's success. Um, Appreciate you. Yeah, and and to the question, yeah, man, it's uh it's been crazy, bro. Your parents will tell you, uh, you know, save up for a rainy day. You gotta have two two three months saved up if you wanna blah blah blah. Now I'm I'm like my nigga, what about? (laughs) 20, this. 20 months, you know, yeah. I lost my whole entire job. I've been on a job for 27 years and I was fortunate not to have hit my skit. You know, there's going to be a point where live shows aren't an option for me when, you know, people don't want to see my old ass rap and I didn't even get a chance to get to that point. <laughs> it just is forced you
0: know? into it.
1: You know, so it's like, you know, it's a time where shows ain't coming in. You got to think, all right, am I going to drive an Uber or, you know, you know, what am I going to transition to? I w- I didn't even get a chance to get to that point. Mm. Um, but luckily I had a Patreon and, and I've been on Twitch for like five years already. So I was already ready for that leap. And, uh, you know, my family, you know, came, came through in the clutch and supported me, you know, mo- you know, monetarily and just, you know, just like watching the kids so I could go do random odd things that I had to do. And uh, so, yeah, we made it. I think
2: think what's interesting, too, is you all you kind of was ahead of the curve. Like, I mean, you and, um, you know, Shout Out to Artistic and a couple of other people were like ahead of the curve in a sense of digitizing their their life, so to speak. Right. Like you always been the person like even when you would announce like lineups on, on shows that you would throw, you would do it online. And like and I remember like sitting there watching in real time with everybody else like, oh, shit, he picked. You know, this person like, oh shit, like <laughs> he added so-and-so to the show. And I think that that that's something, you know, that you should definitely uh, be, I think that that's something that people should know about you is, you, you know, you, you didn't just go digital when you had to.
1: Yeah, no, man, I am I try to stay abreast of, of, you know, or I guess, I don't know the way to say I try to stay on point of new technology, man. Cause it's part of your job as a rap. I tell young rappers now too, like, being in tune with social media or apps or technology is part of your job now. You can't, you can't not be a part of it. You know what I mean? It's gonna help you. It's gonna be advantageous to be no, the first.
0: My bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I I'm just sorry. remember when we was talking about the the streaming live. I remember that you stream. I was in the apartment. I think we had just got off a of homegrown. We were either about to start screaming or or finish the stream or whatever. But I remember the announcement. Uh, I believe it was it was a paid dues. It was, I know you, it was Nipsey, it was uh Curtis King and, 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 and Noah. Noah James, yeah, man. And and them just just that just knowing that for for one, supporting the homies, obviously being ahead of the curve on that, but like you said, just doing it in that sense of you know that you stream was kind of new at that time, but just kind of jumping on the technology at that point to 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 make announcements and you know push what, what you had going on back then.
1: It was, it was that was a blessing, that was a special one. And since this is family, like you know, like I know people, it's not a clout thing for me, but you know, and I've said this to certain individuals, but Nipsey doing that was part of Nip being who he was. And he was one of the first artists, the second artist technically, to cancel at pay dues. I booked him for a year and I had gone down, to, like me and Terrace shot, I don't know if it, no one knows that album, but me and Terrace did an album together before I was a deal and Terrace was a deal. I, if I came out with it, that makes me I'm gonna just speak that piece too, cause we family. I was really hurt when me and Terrace did an album and nobody gave a fuck. But if I said I had an album produced by Terrace Martin now, it means something oh, man, totally different, crazy. totally yeah. different. Um, but that's still, except for my new album, but for years it's been my favorite album I've done. You know, just just fun and it was an era but around that time, Terrace took me down there. We shot a video for our first single, Fresh Kicks. And uh, we shot it at um at the t-shirt store before when it was just sloss and or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then around that time I had to go back to the store to book Nipsey for pay dues. And I just, you know, I always talk to people I know who are with really, you know, really about what they say about like, look, it's not that kind of party. It's a lot of white kids and like weed, it's outdoors. You don't, you know, I'm like, who's coming with you? I wanna shake everybody's hand. And like, look, man. I'm promise you, I ain't gonna have no rivals. I, you know, I'm not gonna put you in a position where you have to defend yourself or be on edge. This is a day we're gonna come out and have fun. Like, oh, cool, homie. You know, they see who I am. They see the dress stick, and they're like, okay, this is weird because like he, he's gone. You know, what I mean, this is the kind of vibe. And <laughs> so then, and then I did all that, and then they had a flight cancel or something the day of. You know, but I was, I wanted to see him perform. You know what I mean? Like hustling the house like I was waiting to see that live you know what I mean and also to show my partner that he had fans because I was in the process of bringing in so many more people that look like us from our area to to pay dues that's why I I started pay dues to get us you know because we weren't east coast rappers we weren't legacy acts but there were people that needed to be on stage all that to say is I remember I was when Earl's was still on uh at Exposition in Crenshaw at, at the Chili Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I got a text because we announced the date of pay dues. We just announced the date. And Nip hit me and said, Yo, I owe you a show. Wow. I didn't oh, have to reach wow. out. He said, wow. just pay 1500 dollars and I'm there for free, wow. bro. I wow. owe you. He DM'd me on Twitter instantly. As soon as he saw I went up for sale, I want to do it and it no cost to you, bro. I owe you one. Wow.
2: And now was... He- go ahead. When 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 Nipsey DM'd you, did you look at it like, damn, I really fuck with this dude, or did you look at it like, yeah, he who do, do owe me a show? <laughs> no,
1: I was like, I fuck, I never ta- in years of paid dudes, I learned not to take nothing personal. You know what I mean? And especially it was a fucked up flight. You know what I mean? You know, and All tears right, man, reminded but- me that that day I was I was hot. You know what I'm saying? Not at him, just at the situation. Because he was one of those acts. Like, you know, when you say, oh, I have a Nipsey hustle before, my partner was like, well, you know, and, and, you know, I was in paid dues having meetings with the PD. And so certain names, oh, yeah, you got to have two extra officers. Oh, yeah, you got to, you know what I mean? So that name comes up and I'm having to pay for more security. That's not Nip's problem. That's not, I don't care. I'll take that. Because all I'm going to do is I'm going to show you that we didn't need that. Yeah. You know? And so when he didn't show up, it was it was more like ah, I've been building to this as a fan and as a promoter. But it was nothing against him. But I was hot. I was like, just you know, it's one of those things. And then for him to do that, yeah, I wasn't nah. Far from now, I was like, man, because you know he had between that year and that's how I was paid, especially with the coast. Between that year, Nipsey had jumped another, you know. Right. Like, yeah, you could've hit me up be like, I'll do it. But you know, my feet like double right. what it was
0: last <laughs> it year. It wasn't the same when you tried to reach out before.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So when and you he, did, did you, I mean, did you, did you, You? did he ever make good on that? Did y'all ever, uh,
1: like, yeah, no, did he ever.
2: No, that's, that's, that's the why he did
1: the going. stream with Curtis and him. Yeah, got Not you. only is that like, okay. I'm going to do it for free, but I'm going to be involved in anything you need oh, me, homie. Like I'm going to promote this. I couldn't have got an act of that caliber to go and do a Ustream with um with anyone, you know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah. with Curtis King, not the not the disrespect, you, but Curtis wasn't who he was at that point. Noah right. wasn't who he was at that point. These are underground rappers, and Nip just like yeah, I'm gonna show up when you put yeah, together. That, that, that falls
0: into the line of extra promo too. It's not even just being on stage. It's like you're you're going, you're you're doing the announcement at that point in time. No matter who it is, that's an extra fee for all of those yeah. things that you're talking about. So I see what you mean.
2: When you put together a lineup like that, and and do you know going in like this is gonna be some shit, or do you like think to yourself like man, I'm kind of I, I want to do something that nobody else is doing, man, like this is gonna be some shit, like it's gonna be amazing, yeah, like this is gonna be some monumental shit, or do you think to yourself I'm you, what your intent was your intent to do a show that I'm gonna do the biggest show I can with the resources available, or do you do a show? Like I'm a book Nipsey. I'm going to book Curtis. I'm going to do something that nobody else
1: is doing. I think it's more that. Like naturally I go with nobody else is doing. I always do the show that I wanted to see and I never got to see it.
2: Because uh,
1: I really am a fan of Nip, but at the same time, I really am a fan of, 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 I don't even know, whatever backpack shit, yeah. freestyle fellowship. You know what I mean? I'm really, you know, I'm really in both worlds. So I just try to, and I wanted to give the fans what they want. I'm like, what will people want to see? Um, but yeah, I never, yeah, I'm, I guess I had to be honest, it's a bit all of it. Cause there's a part of me that's a businessman. That I was like, yeah, with this budget, I want to do this and this. But it was also for me, it was all on the fact that one, I went to Vans Warped Tour and it was a summer. It changed my life, saved my life. It was hot in my neighborhood that summer and Slug from Atmosphere said, you want to come be my hype man? I didn't get booked. Fans to Virtual does not fuck with black rappers. Sorry, Kevin Lyman, I love you, but we have <laughs> whole stages white rappers. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't get booked. I, I want to make that clear that I didn't get booked as a rapper. I, my homeboy from Minneapolis said, You want to go do this. And I was like, Man, I've been on a road with you for 200 dates this year. I'm gonna go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna take this too. And my, and my neighborhood was hot. And I was like, yeah, I gotta get out of here anyway. I, so out, yeah.
2: I always wanted to ask you, where'd you get the inspiration to do paid dues? Because now festivals is a thing. Like it's, I mean, there's so many festivals that we can't even keep track of all this shit, right? <laughs> and, and, but I remember when paid dues was a, like, was the, was the thing. Like that's what you wanted to be on out here. If you, especially if you're from, from this side of the map. And then along came like, I don't know, now I don't know the order. I'm just telling you, I'm young. I'm well, I was younger then. So I didn't know as much as I know now, but I felt like pay hey, dues pioneered the way for a lot of other festivals to, to arise. I didn't know about rock the bells. Like I didn't know about that shit. Yeah. Um, all I knew about was like white people shit like, you know, Woodstock, the Warp Tour yeah. shit like that. I didn't know like black people can have a festival. You know what I'm saying? Until. Pay dues to be perfectly honest with you. So where'd you, where'd you draw from? And then also what do you, how do you feel about the spawn of the festival now?
1: Man, I, uh, yeah, it was warped tour for me. I was out there. We did it. And then I went after the show, everybody's buses circled up and some 41. I don't know if y'all remember that band. Hell yeah. band. I was still listening to them right now. <laughs> they were out there pouring people shots, collecting tips for cancer research and, and the other dudes, Pennywise, who are OG punk band from out here. These are famous people making barbecue and giving it out to people for free. And everybody was just wow. kicking it. And I said, man, we could do this, man. Like, we could do something for us that's just, ra- like, I know we can kick it peacefully. Like, I know the press doesn't believe it. And a lot of festival venues were still like, oh, it's a rap show. The insurance is going to
0: be higher. I mean, it means let's be honest, man. Summer Jam didn't help that. I mean, we loved it, <laughs> but it was some bullshit that uh, happened. We yeah, know what I ne- happened. Yeah, you know? I never
1: went. Yeah, even as an adolescent, footage. I refuse to be a convalescent. <laughs> that two block line, that wasn't me. Yeah, I, I will convalesce my ass right at home. <laughs> I used, and that's another reason I started pay dues because I used to go to smoke out. I used to go where the Mexican girls would be, and bring mm-hmm. my homies to that because we ain't gonna see no enemies. The black and brown stuff wasn't that heavy back then. Like if it was just three or four of us, we could just slide up in there. You know the, the import um what was it import whatever weekends whatever with the, oh, the uh for the uh the, the cars right the car yeah car shows yeah, and yeah yep. I went car to a couple smokeouts and that was Reels festival yeah so subconsciously that was there too like oh a rapper could do this and my partner that did rock the Bells did those too so we would go out to things like that but summer jam I'm good bro i'm I'm <laughs> so good I wouldn't and plus I wasn't into that music right. but at work to what I also saw was white moms with minivans pull up and just let their kids out like it was Disneyland wow. And I was like they are ensuring that this culture and this music gets to the young people. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're a young parent, you're not going to let your kid, if you if you're a a involved parent, if you're not overworking or out of the picture, you're not going to let you're not pull up and let t- 6 13-year-olds out at Summer Jam. Plus, that's their music. Like that's the mainstream music. I was like for underground, we're not ensuring like Okay, so you go back to eighth grade, seventh grade, and oh man, I saw 50 Cent this summer. I saw this, whoever was, I saw Bow Wow, I saw this. That's cool, but when I guess, oh, I saw Merce. I saw this, I saw that. Like, where are the kids that w- are, wanna go to school and say they saw that? So I said, I gotta do, for for us as artists to kick it, and for us to have generations of this involved. And that's why like, towards the end, like when it was really popping, for me, it was like having Dipset, Wu-Tang, Odd Future. You know what I mean? Where. I have still people come to me like my dad took me to that show because he wanted to see Wu Tang. I wanted to see Tyler, and I was We're like, "This is what man. I wanted to like keep this." And where he, and at the end, it was parents would just drop the kids off and pay dues, mm. and seeing this like a bunch of sixteen-year-olds or fifteen-year-olds being able to run around, and you know, there's weed smoke, but nothing dangerous. You know, what I mean, that's the most dangerous thing is that someone's smoking a joint in the crowd. That's it. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. They come home with some merch, some CDs, some stickers saw some cyphers, you know, they get to experience hip hop in a safe environment. Because we had, by that time, we had four or five years and for black people to see that. But backstage, it was like, cool, I get to see Nip, I get to see Q, I get to see R.A. the Rugged Man, Cage, like all my homies, Sean Price, God love him, you know what I'm saying? And that's the one thing people ask me, are you gonna do pay dues, do you miss it? Never, but I do, that's the one thing I miss is seeing the homies.
2: Has there any ever been a time when you were doing these festivals that you didn't put somebody on the show because of personal issues?
1: No. Um, There's a rapper, nobody um, that listens to this show probably know called Sage Francis. I do not like him. I I had threatened to beat him up or fight. I don't say beat him up because he could have won. I threatened to fight him (laughs) on several occasions. You know what I'm saying? But I knew he had fans and I knew his live show was dope. He's a dope spoken word performer. He's ill and his live performance, he throws broccoli, niggas, wow. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just personally don't like him, but I I broke him off $7,500 to perform. Wow. Because I knew he was worth tickets. Now, the
2: reason why I asked you that is because I noticed that you, you, I never heard anything about you, any bias. I've never heard any story about, oh, Merce, you know, did this or he was funny with the money or he didn't pay me on time. I've never heard none of those stories ever. And so that's why it made me it made me think about that question. And then also that's a testament to who you are as a a businessman. Like because I felt like and I just had this conversation. The reason why I brought it up is because I remember talking about how Eminem was such like, you know how we just had the city girls on the show and they were talking about how men get judged for they rap differently than women do. And and I always thought to myself, well, me and my homies have these conversations internally, like the the, the white people that control things, the, the quote unquote people in charge, they don't give a fuck what you're talking about or who you're talking about. You could be calling, you could you could put out a record called Cracker Eyes Cracker. And if lie. that motherfucker is, is streaming, yeah, and <laughs> they're they gonna promote the shit out of it and they're gonna yep. get their money and they're gonna go home and they go tesla. Home. You know what I'm saying? So jo- like or some real shit. So that's why, and I and that's why I want to commend you for that because I feel like in our community we got too much pride and the
1: pride gets in the way of the business. Yeah, man. I left all that. I always tell people too, like you know what I'm saying? I'm from I'm from my more of my neighborhood. I'm not from that neighborhood, but I lived in the neighborhood. If I was gonna die for anything or fight anybody, it would have been over that. Over my homeboys, yeah. where my mama stay, where my grandma stay. That's what I all the rest of this stuff is work, bro. And I yeah. have book artists I don't like, and I have told my partner who was a businessman, I said. Keep this room open. This is a literal, you know, not to be a tough guy. And I was like, when he gets here, I'm going to have him in that room and we'll have that discussion after he gets paid. Wow. Because I we have some issues as men. Yeah. And I just came up to him. I was like, look, man, I was like, there's that room. I was like, I heard you said woo 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 woo. What is it gonna be? I've I've had a couple, I've had a few rap conversations or not rap man conversations, like, you know, straight up my my nigga, like, what is it? And I was like, cool. If you don't want to go in that room, look, security's going to be out there. They're going to lock the doors, me and you. And we come out, we done with this. And if you don't want to do that, then I don't want to hear my name come out your mouth ever again. Because I'm not fucking with your money, bro. I'm obviously having you here paying you today. So what is your problem with me? You know, wow. I don't Has like ever- you. I don't like your music. That's cool. You don't like my music. You don't like me. That's cool. But when you bad mouth me and I'm going to pay you anyway. That's some real shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna live in living a world where niggas cannot like each other, and we don't have to fight about it. Cause me beating you up or you beat me up ain't gonna make me like you, I, or has like been, your
0: music. Has there been anybody that's accepted the the the, the, the challenge for the hands? Like, you, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Let's turn the lights on.
2: Let's let's do what we gotta do. Fifteen minutes. In never,
1: now. never, never, never. And you
2: know what though? <laughs> I don't know if I will fuck with you either though. A nigga that paid me damn near ten racks and then be like, yeah, so let's step in the room. Like, you gonna pay me and fight You ain't got, I, you ain't got shit to I, lose. I, I don't want no problem. I no am i don't want no issues with you, bro. You a, di- you a different type of nigga. You know what I'm saying? I just try to,
1: I try to be honorable, bro. I'm like, bro, like-
2: No, I know that. That's what I'm saying. It, it's too much honor. Like, I just, <laughs> it's like, it's way, you way too genuine for me to be fighting you, bro. I fuck with you. Man, I
1: like, I like, I like to just keep your, you know, I've had, I've had, and I've had some people like, Post on Facebook and I call their manager and their manager like, oh, oh they- <laughs> it would take a long time for me to call everybody. But most artists, especially if you're from our city, I would call you to give you the idea. Yeah, yo, I'm going to put you on. Just give me, I'm going to do it the right way. Unless you were like, nah, just go straight through me. i am be like, I just want to let you know personally, artist artists, artist, my team is going to reach out to your team. We'll handle the specifics. This is the number we're throwing at you. If you don't like it, argue with them about it and I'll try to get it to where we agree. But just, I just want to say th- thank you and I hope you appreciate it, blah, blah, blah. And I did that and I called somebody manager and they're like, Hey bro, I'm not gonna lie to you, don't do it, don't book them. I was like, Why? He just posted fuck, paid dues two days ago on Facebook. I said, No, that'd said, be the
0: biggest thing, dog.
1: People and I said, All right, get in their own way. Yeah, and I called my mama. I called because when i been when I really about because I was about to lose it, lose it <laughs> on some on some on some street shit. I was like, Oh, this nigga. Cause there's another nigga. Cause I be I be outside, bro. I had just seen him walk into my car from Earl's. I love our food. I love support black business. I was walking out. Things he like, hey, nigga, what's up with blah 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 blah? I said, I got you, bro. I know blah blah blah. I'm a, I'm gonna put you on. Don't worry, I got you. Okay then. Okay then. Okay then. You know. Then we had another meet. I said, come meet me, bro. He kept talking. I said, come meet me. Yeah. We didn't have no problems. I'm gonna get you. So I guess he saw that the, the pre announcement and. Got fuck pay dudes. I said, all right, bro, I was about to call you. So this, And I called my mom and she said, don't let what you were going to do for someone be stopped by what they did to you. Always do wow. this in your heart. Don't let what oh, they no, do let, to you. I
0: gotta write that. Say write that me. one more time, man. That, that's going to be a caption right there.
1: Don't let yeah. what you were going to do for someone be stopped by what they did something, when they do something to you. Something of that nature. I got to ask my mom. I got it. Nah, I'm about to edit it. She came down from, from the tip. To, to, from the from the mountains with that and i said okay she said yeah. do what's in your heart son basically you know what i mean and i called him i was like bro you and then and then they click with me as she started actually i did what my mama said which usually does i'm not gonna look stupid having to post the flyer because now he's gonna post you know yeah yeah and this could have been somebody definitely you know way more in the streets than me could have beat me up you know what i mean I would have got knocked out, shot some, probably over saying something stupid to him, which was the right thing to do, is just show love to my brother. Cause all, in the end, all he wanted to do was be on it and want me to keep my word. And he thought that I didn't keep my word. And if I didn't, if I thought I didn't keep my word, I would have reacted the same way. Got it. So that's what my mom, you know, I was like, yeah bro, I just got to you late. And it turned out to be a beautiful moment. And it's somebody I still honor and respect. And I'm glad I didn't make him have to do something stupid to me over that, you know? And so, yeah, but like it was all kind of politics, bro. But that's why I just stayed on the. I just been who I always been, bro. I'm, I'm outside all the time. I don't. I don't want no ignorance. I'm not about no ignorance. And I hope that we all. I think we all benefited from paid dues.
0: You know, absolutely. Facts. Yeah, I think it lifted the culture forward. It did something for Los Angeles. It did a lot for hip hop. I mean, there, there's not. To, I mean, like you said, I'm sure you get all the time The people. People want. I mean, there's just the nostalgia of it. People just wanted to come back, and obviously, you're not in the space to even think about or do that anymore uh but it it, is it part of part of that reason is it because like you're just so far past it at this point in time because like you said there was a little moment where you saw you know where it was gonna be and what it was gonna do and is there still a little bit of uh, in you that says okay maybe we can probably rekindle that or is it like done done for those obvious reasons
1: i think it's done just rappers are very entitled we are very entitled some of the most untitled, entitled, ungrateful people on the planet. And I say we so I'm not gonna elevate myself above my colleagues or my my contemporaries. They are, we are horrible people to deal with. And I would look Facts. at my partner every year as like, man, we would deal with the worst people, the Facts. worst. And I was like, I don't want, I can't do it. So it wasn't me, you know, things got messed up financially, do no fart on my own. We had a most successful year ever. And the money got fucked off and I was like, this is God. Cause two years before that, I, was, I by year seven or six, I was done with it. I was done, I, I walked. I walked into, I usually walk in in the mornings and walk the grounds, meet the security guard and uh security guard staff and everybody and the vendors and shake everybody's hand. People building the stage, we just, and I just didn't feel it. I was like, ah. Uh. And the last year too, like I had to get, um Big Phil to come do security for me just because so, I had my babies. And I was like, man, I can't even walk my babies. Usually like, the people here who don't know me and don't know who I am, you know what I mean? And I feel uncomfortable like walking around holding my kid. Like I got, you know, I just like- But I'm
0: saying, but why not? Why not? And again, I'm, I'm not pressing it for, for those those reasons, but you're right, right. Rappers are entitled, you guys are entitled, but what, what wouldn't it be the rapper to be the one to continue this legacy and make it go on, right? And it, let's just say you assume a different role you know, where where you're not in it to the point where you don't have that love for it, but maybe somebody else can handle the, the business or I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I
1: tried that, but everyone early on, I tried that. I said, take my name off of it and I'll do it. And everyone, no, take no. your name off of it. Like, don't put Merce Presents up there. You know oh. what I mean? Put Guerrilla Union up there or put whatever your company is up there and I'll pick the list. I was like, don't even pay me because I just know who deserves it. Like, no, no, you got to host it. I said, I honestly, like I said, give it to soul. I said, give it, I have soul. Let him host it. Wow. He's a big enough name for y'all and let him put his name on it. Let him put his input. I'll subsidize it where I think the bill should needs a little shaping up and let him do it. You know what I'm saying? Cause I know he's someone who loves the culture and loves this coast like I do. You know what I mean? And more than the coast, cause they had grown past that. Yeah. You know, like when I was at the the Pavilion in, in Maryland doing paid dues, I mean, it's doing rock the bells A kid, a white boy came up to me. I'm sorry to say it like that if that's offensive. I don't know in this era. Um, This white kid came up to me and said, hey man, I'm a big fan. Here's my mixtape. My name's Mac Miller. I want to do pay dues one day. I said, this is a kid from Pittsburgh, bro. Pittsburgh. Wait, 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 wait. Run that back. Young white kid. I just finished talking to Wale. Before MMG, me and Wale, I'm like, "What do niggas like us do?" He's like, "Man, I'm off. Of, I'm a kind of out of Def Jam. I don't know what I'm about to do next, man." Like you, blah blah blah. I'm like, "Man, I don't know. Like, what's the you know for half a you know half a conscious ass rapper? You know, not all the way conscious, still kind of hood niggas. Like, where do we go? You know, kind of <laughs> conversation. At least that was the vibe. I don't want to put nothing on Wale. He don't want none out there. But I, that I was, you know, I and then I just finished my cousin. My, my, my female cousin from Baltimore, she had talked to KRS-One and they were arguing about conspiracy theory, yelling in the parking lot. I'm like, why my cousin? You get your family by like, why are you back here yelling? We friends. We friends. I'm like, all right. I'm and then I that. turn around and this kid had kind of, I guess he had been waiting to talk to me. It was like, hey, man, I don't want to bother you. I'm a big fan. Here's my mixtape. I would really like to do pay dues one day. My name is Mac Miller. And I looked down, I saw it. I, I love the movie kids. And I was like, okay. And I probably nine times out of 10, I would have never listened to it. But me and my ex wife were in traffic. And if you know anything, DC traffic just beat out LA traffic as the worst traffic in America. I was like, fuck it, put that shit in. And I looked at her three songs in. I was like, oh, this is the one. I was like, what
0: year was this?
1: Oh, man, I got to look at the bills. I don't know. It would have to be somewhere around 2010, 2011.
0: Now, what year did you realize, like, oh, this is that kid? Oh, oh, like, when did you I never stopped.
1: Connection? I never stopped keeping in touch with him. So
0: he became a, you became a fan at that point.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I go on, follow on Twitter, bob up, you know, yeah. same, you know. Do you remember what, what the project was called that he gave you? Kids. Kids. Wow. His mixtape, first mixtape. Wow. not his first, I don't know what his first, kids. And then he and came then- out Blue Slide Park after that, I think.
2: So when you when you when you when you first listened to the Mac Miller mixtape, did you know like what he was gonna become, or did
1: you know that it was just something you wanted to keep in touch with? I knew he was. I'd lo- I looked at my ex wife. I was like, oh, this is one. He's one of them ones. Wow. First time, like you know, and it's you know, I hate to bring up his name so much, but you know, first time, like, and probably for you too, like. When a kid came to me, like, uh, send me a MySpace message, like, I'm I'm dot from, from yeah. Compton. I met you with J-Rock at Warner Brothers. I just wanted to send you some of my music. I said, who told you could rap like that, bro? From Compton, I never, what? And, I, and at that point, I was like, what do you want me to do with it? Like, yeah. what, what am I supposed, I was like, you're great, bro. Go find Dre. That's what right. I said, I was like, go, go find Dre, bro, because this is where you need to go. Like, right. you are I'm out of here. That? I told him that after we did a feature one time, I told him I was like, "Man, when Dre find you, bro, this is what he been waiting." Can you know Dre don't move till he get the next thing? Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. And I've always been self aware, or maybe self depreciated, deprecating, or whatever. But I'm like, I'm 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 good. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. but I'm not like I don't let nothing get away of the truth, bro. I try not to. You are excellent, my nigga. Like you are, <laughs> bro. I with me. Handling you is like giving you know fine sauce to a to a nigga at McDonald's. I ain't gonna do, I ain't gonna do <laughs> what you need to do, bro. But yeah, you right, you know what I'm yeah. like, it's kind of like when someone and it's the humility of when you're starting out, someone who doesn't know what they have or knows what they have, but is not being a dickhead about it. I don't say be a dickhead about it. I just no, I get it, I get Like it. Big Sean is an artist that's always been aware of who he is, as far as yes. I've known. He was yes. opening for us on my stage at pay dudes, and nigga came in. Did his interview? Didn't talk to nobody. I'm out of here, you know. He knew where he was, and I wasn't mad. I was like, yeah. you know, because you can see it. I can see the in him too. You when see.
2: B- when when you said you said Big Sean would open for y'all on Paydues, and and
1: do you remember what year that was? <sighs> Man, it was Rock the Bells, New York, when Snoop was performing. I'll never so forget. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, because my my partner, my business partner, came to Paydu the pay due stage. You know, we way in the back in the middle of my set say, hey, come here. I was like, I'm rapping. But he's my business partner, so I'm like, it's a big problem. So like, what's up? Um, I know your wife, my ex-wife, but she's in the trailer. Uh, do you think you could just tell her to leave so we can give your trailer to Beyonce and Jay-Z? They're they're flying in uh, to see Tribe and Wu-Tang. I was like, what? The did not interrupt my show. You kicking my wife out?
0: But Beyonce and Jay-Z? And so like, wait, wait,
2: wait, wait, you were you were literally performing. Performing, my nigga, performing. <laughs> and they came to you and was like, hey, we need your trailer for hove and B. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, fuck what you got going on right now. Look, Yo, I know you in the middle hey, of somebody, your set. Cut the sound. <laughs> cut, cut the sound off. <laughs> I need,
1: I need he, this nigga's attention. You need to hear this. <laughs> on, your, on, on my own stage. It's the pay-through stage. <laughs> stage, bro. Me and Ninth Wonder. It's not just me. It's me and Ninth Wonder, bro. <laughs>
2: Yo, have you ever told Jay-Z this story? Or I never met
1: Jay-Z, man. Oh,
2: Bro, man. This is epic. Keep that tuck. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 No, it's out now. We let this go. But I'm just I'm just I'm just saying, I'm just saying that is an epic yeah. story. Okay, let me ask you this. How did you feel? Did you understand? Okay, look, because you say you don't you try not to let nothing get in the way no. of the truth, Merce? Hold on, hold on. You say you tried not to let nothing get in the way of the truth. Even though you mad and you hot that they stopped your show to give your trailer away that your wife is in to the whole of beat, on some level, did you understand the oh, urgency? I, I understood the way. I was like, do it. And hey, give think, her five minutes, get her stuff, hey, man. Did you, did, you go, <laughs> did you go to your wife and be like, bitch, if you don't get the fucking- like, like,
1: like, I think I might say, can we get a picture or something? Like, right. you know? <laughs>
0: I mean, listen, what's the bartering system over here, man? To me.
1: man. I mean, yeah, Yeah, man. Like, you know, Jay-Z, like, you know, top, I um, in my top five, depending on the day. my top 10 forever, you know, like, changed my life is music. Like, of course. Like, for sure. So, look, let me ask you this. If Hov, <laughs> if Hov would have asked you, would it
2: uh, not asked you, if Hov would have came to you personally, like, say you on stage, you just, the sound go off, and you see Hov standing on the side of the stage, and he like, Right? Be like, hey, my nigga, you're going to get your wife out of my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> would you would you still understand? Nah, at that point, I'm not
1: understanding. At that point, <laughs> I'm 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 understanding. A
0: whole bunch to say five minutes in like, that, that know, side room. Like, yeah, <laughs> like she,
1: she can't talk about feminine products with me for a second till I finish my show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she can have girl talk just for a little bit, makeup, mascara, maybelline, something.
2: Oh my god, that's epic ass story. Oh man! Hey, bro. So uh,
0: I do want to. I definitely want to get into the music, man. Because you got this project out, man. Love and Rockets Volume Two with DJ Fresh. Now, obviously, if, if people aren't familiar, uh, Volume One was 2011 with uh, DJ Ski Beats. You're yeah, speaking you of hope. That, yeah. Uh, and, and you mentioned, you know, obviously doing collaborations. You you did an album with Terrace. and me. Talk, kind of talk about this. You're, you're, this is, you're no stranger to doing collaboration albums and I obviously picking somebody to kind of do, you know, the whole beats and all that, man. So talk. I want you to take this opportunity to talk about this project that you got out right now.
1: Um, DJ Fresh is, you know, if you don't know Fresh, he's from the Bay. He done for everybody in the Bay. He also everybody. has Tonight Show with Freddie Gibbs, Raekwon, um, Currency. You know what I mean? I think... It, He's someone has been in the game for a long ride, but like me, it's just been a slow rise. I and mean, he's, I think he's rising while I'm maybe in plateauing, who knows, but um, he is a talented dude, but he's been DJ for living legends, but Fresh is a nigga. And that's what he saw, he says to me like, when well, niggas don't know about you, Merc, Merc, you a nigga, nigga. You a nigga, <laughs> nigga. But well, niggas don't know that, Merce, you need to let me do something for you. I'm like, nigga, what I need your beats for? I got Knife Wonder beats, you know? Right, Back when right. he was younger. I'm like, nah, man, he's like, Merc. No, just me, not right now. Just me, not right now, Merce. I'm like, all right. Then finally we were both on tour with Grouch. Me and Grouch put out and called These Hands and he was the DJ. And we just such outsiders in our own club. I was de- describing this to my cousin the other day. It was like, I guess, or no, my, my homie, my homie Shamal, shout out to him. He was, um, we were at Moving My Homie and he was like, man, I just got, He's a, I haven't seen him in years, I, I got out of the corporate war. I can't be around white people. And I was like, yeah. I feel like I've been for years, you already shrink yourself. Like but some black people, you gotta shrink yourself to be in white corporate America. If you blow up, you are being a nigga. If you do this, you doing that. If you do, you know, so you like end up walking on eggshells. And I'm like, not no more. You know, I'ma, you know, give more grace to people who look like me and less grace to to the to the white people in power. You know what I mean? I'm gonna give more grace to niggas to fuck up, more grace to niggas to look at me crazy. Like, I'm gonna be more understanding with them. The same shit that I extend to the police or TSA or whoever, I'm taking that back and giving it to us. That's how I feel. And so, Fresh understood what it's like when I go out and rap and it's a crowd full of white people every night. And for me, that's not my life. Some of my contemporary people who are in this space are, you know, they live in a white neighborhood, they live wherever, you know? I live off Crenshaw and Imperial, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like I'm around us every day. My kid rides his bike to Brawley Hut to give zucchini sticks and then we walk right. home. You know what I mean? Like I go to Haroon and Lamert Park. I tried not to leave this area.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I wasn't like, for a while I was living in Tucson. I was living a rap life. I come in and do my shows, but now it just felt uh And Fresh understands that feeling. Cause Fresh will go from doing a show, in the Grouch and Living Legends and all the backpack fans. And then go straight into the studio with Mozzie or or you know Nefta Pharaoh uh, yeah, or something you know, yeah. so he knows what it's like. And I was like, man, let's just after the show, let's have some whiskey and beer, and just do it. And I felt like this is the first time I was just being me on the record. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm
2: do saying? You, speaking ahead. of being you, uh, what's your issue with blue cheese and ranch, bro? Because, <laughs> like, I was listening to. Uh, I'm a vegan. Yeah, is, is, I'm a vegan. That's the name. Yeah, of ranch. that's the yeah, that's the so name. I'm listening to that shit, and he's like, "You don't? I don't eat ranch. I don't eat blue cheese. I don't eat ranch." And I'm like, "What? Like, are you really you vegan for real?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Fuck blue cheese. Fuck ranch.
2: Nah, bro. But blue face is good. Bro. Nah, bro. <laughs> blue face. Shout cool, to him. I, I could go without blue cheese, except the blue cheese crumbles. You know what I'm saying? I love the. blue. <laughs> There now, is a
1: difference. There is a difference. It's, it's a difference, bro. There, I, you know what? Our niggas don't point that out enough. There is a Aye. difference between blue cheese, liquid, because that shit is nasty. Blue cheese crumbles used to be fire. I'm not going to- Fire. Finish. It's different. Now listen. <laughs> it's, different, different, it's like It's like feta plus. Feta's Fats. all right. But blue cheese is like feta <laughs> with a little crack. Like it's- What's going it's like on the, here? It's the
2: deluxe. <laughs> it's the deluxe version of Fetty. Yeah, yeah, the deluxe LP. Yeah,
1: yeah, bro, With the M&M
2: feature, <laughs> West Coast. So look, my thing is okay. You're vegan. Are you yeah. one of those vegans who shame people? Nah. Like, like, like? Because I, I, I've, I've been, you know, I've been to a couple of restaurants in my day, and and <laughs> and there's there's people there who who happen to be vegan. I I used to talk to a girl who was vegan, and the looks on their face when you bite into a chicken wing, bro, is like <laughs> you would swear I was like I was fucking with a minor or something in public. <laughs> like the looks what? on their face. No, I'm saying the looks on their face is is just so much shame and 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 disdain and like yeah. how could you bite into that chicken leg like that? It's like my, it's chicken, bro. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I've been on, I've been on it for a well, while. I've been on it since the since '93 since I stopped eating beef. So I've been on it for a while Really? Yeah, I've been on it off and on, vegetarian, vegan for, for oh, okay. decades. And it's funny, cause Peter used to come to my show, they're like, oh, rapper, that's, you know? And he used to be get try to get me to say animal rights. And I'm like, look here, my nigga. I was like, my homie got shot in the back of the head. Like, this is like fresh, and when it happened, I was like, my people don't have rights. Let's I ain't about coach. to worry about no rights to the animal. It's good for the environment, it's good for my body. But as far as animal rights, I ain't about to get on here with y'all white folks and talk about animal rights. Yeah, <laughs> we're like we got a lot this is you know There's like a lot this,
0: of real stuff going on it's yeah.
1: 06 07 like you know not that it's any different you know what i'm saying right it was pre-blm where they weren't used to hearing that from my life. i'm not about to get on your platform and talk about animal rights i i, I care but i can't care that much because my people were like locked up i got homies i got homies doing 18 years
2: what prompted the decision to go vegan vegetarian etc
1: Man, there's one story in particular about Elvis dying with like 70 pounds of, co- of beef in his colon or something crazy. It's an urban myth. But then I started looking into it and I was like, oh yeah, like it takes a long time. It takes seven years for your body to break down ground beef. Seven years? Seven years. Yeah, I heard that too. That's, That's a
2: fact?
0: We,
1: yeah. I'm, you know, I mean, facts yeah, well, is, you know. Right. The, it takes these some days, time. It takes a while. It takes you a while. So that
0: Big Mac that you had, you know, Early two thousands, it's probably stay still bubbling you. up in there, and not
1: yeah. and par- and partially too because McDonald's used fucked up beef, right? So when I was sixteen, speaking of Big Mac, I went into McDonald's and um, by the Culver City courthouse because or center or whatever off Santa Monica because we were skating. I went in there, and ordered uh, a Big Mac. It's like this is my last one. I ain't had beef since that day. Damn, and, um, chicken was soon after that, and like chicken's been in and out over the years, but um, I haven't had beef, pork. Fish or nothing since 93. No fish. I stopped fish when I was like 11, 12. I stopped pork when I was 11, 12. Why fish? I just got tired. I just got tired of taste, honestly, of fish. My grandparents. Just so, too what much do fish. you eat, bro? Like, oh do you man, go to, you,
2: go to, you go to Petco and get a bale of hay, or like, <laughs> like what, like, what
1: the fuck nah, you eat? <laughs> man, we got all kind of homies. We got a uh, Jackfruit Cafe. Shout out to her, the the woman that played Felicia in Friday. She has a yeah. vegan thing. It's, it's smack. Um vegan mob up in the Bay, my homie. Um, Durrell with um Lamel. sorry Lamel Durrell and Lamel and uh Compton vegan smack. That shit. I
0: feel like there's a lot of. I, I feel like if there's any time to be a vegan, today is the time because there's yes. so many options out there for you to try. I, I went without eating meat for two months. I mean, I wasn't that long, but. That first first couple of weeks was just like ah you know well first first week was like struggle but after that it's like it's just finding the options that's all it is if yeah, you want to eat the options,
1: if you want to eat junk food like I just came from Carson getting my kids vegan donuts it's still trash it's still sugar you know what I mean I got a, my new line is being rich don't make you wealthy and being vegan don't make you healthy that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying like there's a junk food on a, you can get an Impossible Burger at Carl's Junior Burger King in a drive-through. You know? Wait so so wait wait where is these donuts at? Uh across the street from the um LA Galaxy stadium. So okay yep, so look it's, ask it's you off
0: here. of uh over right next to the uh the uh KFC. Uh,
1: yep, in that right same next, little parking lot. Yeah and there's some soul food restaurant be cranking over there right next the, door uh, to The
2: and RNRs. Yep, so yep. do you you you, you re, obviously you raise your kids to be vegan as well or you do yeah. you let them do they do their own thing?
1: <laughs> my my oldest is um from my first marriage and he's adopted. I let him choose. And he just asked me why I don't eat it. Cause he, you know, for and for a kid, like one day he's like, why don't you eat chicken pop pop? And I was like, cause uh, you know, he's like, no, no, no. It's different. That's the animal. What we eat is the food. That's two different things. I was like, no, no, bro. It's the same thing. They just, you know, I'm not telling you don't have, you don't care. you shouldn't eat chicken, but let me, I, this is how they do it. He's like, the animal, we eat the animal. I'm good. And that was, that was it, yeah. you know? But he Damn. still has moments. You know, his mama was cooking some rice, crispy trees and he threw a tantrum cause she cooked it with, you know. He knows that marshmallows have gelatin. My wife now educates; she's a vegan for years and a vegan chef. So she told him like marshmallows have gelatin. And he said, "Okay," and he was just called. He cried. His mom put him. Up, then she's making rice crispy treats and it has marshmallows. And I'm like,
0: <laughs> I, sometimes, I was like, well, I mean, I was
1: like, sometimes you, I was like, you can eat it. You don't have to feel bad. But if you want to stand your ground, this is many times in life where you're gonna to want to do the right thing, and it's not gonna be easy, bro. And this is one of the time, so I respect you either way. But I have a lot of respect for you for standing your ground and saying no to those Rice Krispie Treats. But if you want to, I'm not gonna judge you either. This is your, you know, sometimes you can make an exception and that you guys are celebrating, have some fucking Rice Krispie Treats, not that big a deal. But if you stick to it, this is gonna serve you the rest of your life. You know what I mean? I i, I do have a, a, a desire to go vegan eventually
2: in my life. I just not there yet,
1: bro. <laughs> don't, don't rush.
2: You know what I'm so, saying? No I'm rush. just not there yet, bro. I, I would like tell ter- people, like,
1: he put more salad in, but the dairy and cheese, ranch and blue cheese, we really got a problem. Stop. Like <laughs> That milk is disgusting. If yeah. we could just get off the milk, Black people would live so much longer. We'd get off the dairy. Dairy, and, yeah. Because people don't realize that cows aren't native to this continent. There were no cows here until the white people came in. They The natives ate buffalo. That's why they're built. Buffalo, you ever see buffalo? They stampede. Cows is lazy motherfuckers. That's why the people were strong. They start And you see pictures of them running Buffalo off cliff because they killed the, their enemy's food supply and hooked them on cow and beef that made them fat and sloppy. Got them hooked off out. We, we are smoking people. Warm brown people are smoking people. We don't drink. We don't eat vodka in the middle of the winter to get warm. They took away, they gave them alcohol and beef and said, here, and then everybody got slower and fatter and blah, blah, blah. And then it was easier, but you take away your enemy's food supply and dominate their landscape with your food supply. Put it in a fucking pyramid, food pyramid. Now they think you're supposed to eat like them. It's not. It's not racist. We just not supposed to eat like them. Right. Ain't no. As far as my knowledge, we you know Africans that eat fish and goat. You know what I mean. But we 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 was living on the coast.
0: The fish, for you, the fish is more of a taste
1: thing. Taste, it's yeah. A- I just it tastes like it came out the water. I just can't do it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't Damn. have you know, but with the mercury, the way they poison the water now is dangerous for fish, you know what I'm saying? But for us, it's not part of our natural diet to be eating no beef. And right. no human is supposed to drink milk. After you're an infant, you're not supposed to have milk. There's no example of that in the wild. You just I agree with you. It.
2: Let me ask you a question. This, And then we're going to move past this vegan All right, issue. move, sorry. Vegan, by definition, is not eating animals or living things. Right. Right, am I wrong? Or, yeah, or, or products right? of yeah. So no are honey plants are plants
1: not living. Yeah, see? There you go. That's a good point. Plants are living and they give you oxygen. So can can you eat it's not it, it's not, yeah, it's not it's not bad, it's not as bad for the planet. We have to grow more plants to feed the food that we're gonna make in the food. It's just a quicker cycle. You can replace you can replace. We've learned how to replace and clone chickens and all kinds of shit like that. We can create life, quote but you can take a seed and grow a new plant. You can't really so, grow
2: it. So, so technically, am I wrong in assuming that vegans are also eating living things?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't deal with that definition. The plants are living and plants are important. It's just, it's it's a quicker cycle of life.
2: And so, more what we're better doing is just we we're, we're just choosing a, the less Different of end. lesser of evils.
1: <laughs> yes, we're choosing lesser if we are killing a, it's not a people don't think plants are sentient in beans or like can think for themselves. I don't know because I got, I got a passion fruit vine in the back that can find the sun and grow through a crack and that should seem intelligent to me. So <laughs> and and saying. I seen little shop of Horrors. That plant was pretty intelligent. Yeah.
2: <laughs> West Coast. That's <laughs> all I all I wanted. To know. Okay. Uh also I I watched a video for uh uh Merce and retrograde, right? The the, yes. the video. Who and, and I, this is one part. He was talking about somebody DMing you, trying to get signed. Who the fuck are you talking about? Because it was there was. Hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> there was a whole four bar section about this. Okay, you went in about you. You. It was a whole shit. It was. <laughs> I don't. I didn't write the lyrics down because I was like, I'm just gonna ask him about it, but. <laughs> There was a whole like four bar ensemble about this human who DM'd you trying to get signed and then was acting funny. And I would, All i
1: say to that head is it's more than one. Oh, okay. Doing, we talked about pay dues, doing paid dues and all these festivals I've done. I did a, a function at the, at the museum and, and LACMA for a while where we had hip hop at the museum. Um, I've worked with a lot of rappers, man. And, uh, I had to get that off my chest because motherfuckers act like, a lot of them acted like when I would call them, when I got the gig at the museum, this is the LACMA, the LA County Museum of Art, bro. They tell me, they brought me in because I'm the guy. They respect the pay dues. We're doing something free. We're gonna. I said, like, can they cuss? Yeah. Can they say, dollar? Yeah. Freddie Gibbs got there and said, fuck police. I counted 23 times. <laughs> and they loved it. <laughs> this is the kind of hip-hop they were bringing to the museum they said be authentic just be peaceful but when they would say a name that they saw that I put on paid dues I'll call and motherfuckers wouldn't take my call I'm like, bro at least take my call and tell me no I'm not calling you for a future bro I'm calling to put more money in your pocket and I was putting money in your pocket when nobody was putting money in your pocket and you can't pick up the motherfucking phone and I said, that that's the type of shit I'm, I was holding on to for a long time. And yeah, yeah, maybe a feature would be nice, my nigga, because I gave you one. You never gave me one. You know what I mean? But it was, it was. there's all kind of rappers, but um, what I learned from elders and what we don't have a lot of in hip hop, because there's no one for me to learn to, because I come from the era where my homies that was gangbanging, they came from the era where they homies got big in the dope game or, or selling guns. Some of my homies, bigger... And they didn't give their little homies, they didn't put their little homies on. Nigga, you supposed to buy some e40. You supposed to buy some vending machines. Open a nail salon. Get some property. Get out the game and let the little homies get on. That's why we got jumped in, nigga. We didn't just get jumped in out here to be your crash test dummies. But they stopped. They stopped passing shit down. And the same thing in rap. Like very few people put me on. So I said, when I get on, I'm putting everybody. I'm doing every feature. I'm doing that. And then what I- my mistake was, cause I didn't have nobody tell me is I was expecting it to come back. And what you're supposed to do is expect those people to pay it forward, not pay it back to you. Facts. And Facts. so, that that line was more me getting that off and letting that go. You know, because I had that beat and Fresh sent it to me at the last minute and he called me, nigga, I had a dream that we had a show and you and your niggas was backstage fucking niggas up we had to get you out the cut. And so that's how I was, and so I was like, all right, I'm going to write about your dream. And then when I was writing that from that point of aggression, that was something that was left. But I know better now. Like I don't you know none what, of them kids owe me nothing.
2: What you said is so interesting, dog. Like two things. One is what you said about not passing it back and and, and pay, I mean, paying passing it back forward. and paying it forward. That's so true, bro. Because there's so many people that, that you come up with and they expect that reciprocity, but it's like you don't understand. Like, I put four or five interns in position, you know what I'm saying, to, to better their life. And hopefully they don't look to me to pay me back. Hopefully, they put another four or five. You know, people that look like us come from our community, give them opportunity the same way you gave me opportunity. So that's important. And then also the other part of what you said is, I remember we had T-Pain on the show and T-Pain had similar sentiments to you. Um, obviously it was a different level of of, of artists and caliber of people that he was like, I've given people whole records, hit records, I've given it to him. He said, he said some crazy shit. Like he, he's never really charged anybody through his run, like for rep for these hit records that he would give people and nobody would pick up the phone when he called, you know, later on or called even closer to around that time to even get anything or just a, a return phone call, a DM. And it was, it was just interesting to hear your side of the spectrum on, you say the same thing that he would say, but obviously different uh, paths in the industry.
1: Yeah. I'll say that to the kids that are, have a heart like me or have a heart like T-Pain. It's funny because T-Pain was also one of the first rappers on Twitch with me. And we play both play Overwatch, similar games, and we've been in a lot of the same rooms. So I, I maybe we have a similar energy. If you're a giving person, that's the gift. You know what I mean? The joy you feel helping somebody out. Trying to expect it back when you you're not going to get it back because everybody's not built like you. Not to say that they're wrong, but they're built for something else. And you were built to feed that engine for it to go where it needed to go, and that song you gave them or that feature you gave them, cool. Like you know that that show you put them on, I'm gonna let it. So that was me just I don't. If you listen to the whole album, like I don't really bar up on motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Ever, you know, but I can. And so like when I bar up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my things. You know, I'm gonna make you feel little. You know what I'm saying? Because you were and then whoever knows that and hears that is gonna know who I'm talking to. You know, like I said, I have a couple shots in there. You know what I'm saying? And I do. I'm still a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I have feelings. I'm just not gonna act on them. But when it's time to write something, I can write it. So, now, if you, you got hired,
2: that, it, hold on one second. If you got hired to book a pay a, a Coachella right now, and those same artists that you talking about right now made sense for the show, would you book them
1: and pay them? Oh, of course. Wow. Always business. Oh, I know. You mess with somebody's money, and that's, you know, to me, that's like grounds for them to kill you. You know what I'm saying? Where I come from, you know what I'm saying? I always, you got to feed yourself. And um, and I always want to do what's best for the culture and for for the product, you know? And I don't never want to, if someone said, hey, we want, there's been artists, like I work with Boost Mobile, and they will reach out for me. I'm like, I'll tell them first, so it doesn't come back on me. When you book this artist, it come with 20 security guards. I don't personally like them and it's gonna be some shit. But if that's what you want, I'm gonna go get them. I just don't want you to count it against me when shit blow up. I will stand there, ask the questions you want me to ask to this person, I'll take the pictures with them, but I'm telling you it's a risk to your brand. But if it's not a risk to your brand, like, oh yeah, I just don't like him, but he cool. I could be cool with him for Like, that's like, man, I done slapped people for $25 that I didn't know, you know? I done jumped off- Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, allegedly, sorry. (laughs) Hopefully statue of limitation. I ain't done that enough stupid <laughs> in a while. <laughs> like you tell me like, hey, $2,000 or whatever, you, you know, you booked me for this whole campaign or, and I can't share this money, man, come on. I'm, uh, I seen too much real shit to let that happen.
0: Where, where'd you apply this, this discipline? Like where, where'd you get that from? Because, you know, obviously we come from, it's kind of, we, we hold on to shit. You know what I'm saying? Even with me being nice in nature, there's still certain things. Like I have to learn not to take a lot of shit personal. Where did you learn how to apply that discipline and not like, you know what I'm saying, take it personal with certain people?
1: I mean, to be serious, cause I know my temperament and getting to, I didn't know my dad growing up, but getting to know, hear stories about my dad, as I grew up, like, my dad was off a bit. He's no longer with us, you know what I'm saying? But my dad was like, I here is crazy. My dad was a crazy street dude, Um, I didn't, you know? And then, but seeing it in my cousins who didn't grow up around my dad too, like there's just a, a mean streak that I have. And when I was young, somebody crossed me and I went through the steps of I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. Mm. Being an LA kid, I had the means to. And I was like, it's not worth it. It's just like when I when I thought about it. If you ever held a gun in your hand and thought about like knowing where somebody's at and knowing you're gonna go get them, I don't know how killers do it. I'm just I'm not a killer. But I know that if I'm not gonna kill nobody over it, then why am I gonna hold like that? As it's done, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I feel like, um, it was a line in a movie called Black and White called Mike by Mike Tyson, Well, I Mike Tyson tattoo, But he said, um, "You know, basically if you're not ready to kill someone over something then shut the fuck up. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because mm-hmm. you know telling what that man's gonna do to you, you start arguing about silly shit, that motherfucker may be willing to do it. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, if I'm not willing to kill you over it, then I'm not willing to, to that's that, so that's where discipline came from. So I value, I'm not gonna block my blessings to act out or to, to reenact. Like God gonna get you before I could. And I had to learn it a couple of times. At home, I was about to run up in a show on Socks on Rapper Out at the L Ray, And my homie was like, look, you go in there and do that. You forever gonna be tied to these to
0: Yeah,
1: They are gonna play out in a couple of years. They're not gonna be around. You're still gonna be rapping. You're good, you have talent. Why tie yourself to someone you think is whack? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And every time someone had to hit me with some bars like that, I am like, you're right. You're right. And it's, and I just realized too, it's like, is my dad's genetics? And I don't think we understand genetics. Cause you think you got to grow up around a motherfucker to be like them. My mom, like you walk your, up the stairs like your daddy. My daddy left when I was three. You know what I'm saying? My mom, my mom told me the same, some, some of the same shit. And we don't understand genetics. So now I can see it and I'm like, okay, I can feed that. Like, I guess it wasn't like to say, which wolf is going to win? The one that you feed. And I can feed my negativity and my animosity, or I could feed my love and compassion. And I think I'm I'm I know that both are there. I just choose to feed the side that wants to be forgiven. And I don't know if for two of this is the right. I want to blossom. I want to grow. I got things to do, bro. Yeah. I, I you want know, within the hole, you know. I scuffle with you, waste gear on y'all. Like, like, you know, I don't look like that, but I got feel like that. Like I got so much better shit to do than the cool, you know, like. What you know? I, and I learned too, like what's going, what's beating you up going to do, or what's you beating me up going to do? Mm-hmm. Gonna I,
0: I got a, I got a question before we wrap up, And I, I appreciate the time you've been giving us, man. I mean, just yeah, we are, always yeah. appreciate the conversation. But what, what, what's your thoughts on rappers retiring? Because I have a personal feeling about it, right? I feel okay. like it shouldn't happen. I feel like if you're gonna, if you're gonna retire, don't make an announcement right? Just be back out, you know, gracefully bow out and be done with it or whatever. I don't feel like there should be announcements because it feels like rappers always make their way back to the scene, right? So what are your thoughts on retirement in hip hop?
1: It's funny, man. I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, I set a date for me to stop rapping, um, but it was always based on an Aesop Rock song I heard. Um, it was about an artist and then said, basically in the song, art, they're like, why'd you quit? He said, I'm not quit. I'm finished. And I walked away. There's a difference between retiring and being finished. You know what I'm saying? You know what you set out to do and what you want to do. And that's why I said it a long time ago and I've moved the date a couple of times, but there's a date where I want to be finished. Um, I don't What's that want to... date? Ah, coming soon, man. I can't, I, want, I don't want to is say it, the date out loud. Is it,
0: okay, so is it is it based off age or is it based off like a literal date? Like, no, it's like February 5th, 2025. It's based on
1: literal school. literal date and just timing of when my kids start school. I don't want to. Got it. I don't want anything to be more important than my children. There are people who have decided to make their career over their children. There's a famous musician that told um, told told a couple of people I know either a music man or a family man. You can't be both. And so at some point, and this is a very well known musician with 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 lots of children and success. And so I said, all right, well, and his kids are fine. You know what I'm saying? I just have been observing rappers and their kids, musicians and their kids. And other people, and I like I like you know, Jack from the Loop Pack. I don't know if you guys know him, he's from a group called Loop Pack. And they're blowing up and in the late 90s. We were in the same scene. Mad Lib was the producer, you know. And uh Jack took a back seat when he had a son to encourage his son's career. And now his son is Miles, and he's the one of the ac- lead actors on Blackish. How many seasons is wow. Blackish on? Wow, he, he quit wow. rapping to take his son to auditions and to do the things. And I was like, see what you can achieve with the support. If I can do this on my own, imagine if my son has my energy or my sons have my energy, talent, or desire, my discipline, with my support. I just gotta... So, you know, for me, I'm just being very... I was I was gonna be secret. Like, I wanted to be like you, Chuck. I didn't like the way certain rappers did it. I wanted to just bow out and be like, I'm done. Right. Um, like, dude who wrote Catcher in a ride.' J.D. Salinger. I just wanted to be like, I disappeared. I'm on social media. I'm done rapping. But then I saw... And I always, I hate the Lakers with all my heart, my whole being, I can't stand the Lakers. So I never was a Kobe fan.
0: What? I never knew that.
1: As a player. Wow. But as a as a man, when he did the last tour, when he said, I'm retiring, and then went and played a whole season, I thought that was one of the most beautiful things ever. Because fans got to come out and see him and they got to give him his flowers. And he didn't know what was going to happen later. And that's giving me chills even now. Like, he didn't know that was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But imagine if he had just one season. "Ah, I'm not coming back next year. Damn, Kobe, I wanted to see you play or I wanted. You know what I mean? He didn't come back to win another championship. He came back so that the fans around the nation could see him. And then for the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks wasn't selling no tickets at that, but they sold out that Kobe game. Every city got to benefit from that, from him doing that. And I thought that was really classy. And I think if people stick to it like sports, like I'm not quitting because I don't think I'm dope. I know I'm gonna quit soon. That's why I'm on Twitch rapping for two hours a day, six days a week. Cause I wanna be here when I finish. And then I'm gonna be a dad. And my family has had a, a dry cleaners in South Central for 71 years. My mama does not need the money. I haven't been able to buy her house because she doesn't need me. Her thing was always, as long as you're good, I'm good. I never wanna be the parent that you have to take care of. And as a single mother, when she was able to do that, beautiful. Now she's married. Blah blah blah. She has grandkids. I want her to go home, but she keeps working because of the legacy of our business, not because of that. So I'm gonna take over the family business. I finally stepped up, and I've ducked it and dodged it my whole life. I ain't never gonna work there. I, you know, we write on Central and Adams. And as my grandfather, you know, he just had his. They did a documentary on him. And my cousin, um, for the, and he got nominated for an Oscar. People think it's amazing. When I tell people we had the business, I'm like, man, here I am. What I'm a, I'm gonna rap some more? I rap for 20, almost 25 years. What am what I going to do? I done been around the world. I've been to Russia. I have fans. I got meet people. I've adopted kids. I built wells for water in Africa. I own property. Like, what else can I do? It's all ego now. It's all self-serving. I have three boys they are going to start Englewood Public School, Pop Warner. I want to be at all the practices, the games. I want to be on Central Avenue where my grandfather came here with $25, and now he owns a whole block in South Central. And it's important for me to be there every day because I don't want my mom to, that's what I can give her. After all she's given me, I could be like, go sit down, not that you need the money, and watch my kids. Pick the boys up from school, you take the boys to practice, I'll run the cleaners. And I could do it now because I failed it. I I would hate for it to be like I was saying like, when I ain't getting no more shows, I wanna go out, I'm not gonna go, maybe God willing I'll go out the top of my game with a Grammy and a platinum plaque and I could leave then. I I know a date and I know the album I wanna create. And when I do that album and it's done, whatever happens, happens. I hope I do get a Grammy because I'm still walking away. There's no amount of money. There's no amount of features. And the only time I hopefully go into the booth to record will be with one of my sons, if they wanna rap. But other than that, I'm not going in to record nothing. And I'll do shows for a little while because I want my boys to see me do what I do. But no more tours, no more two weeks, dad's gone for a month and a half, none of that shit. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I'm running a family business. And I think I want to bring honor back to that. Like there was, there was a time where it's like, your father was a blacksmith. You're the best blacksmith. You make these swords. I made these swords, you know, I want to do that. I clean your clothes and hopefully some of my rap friends will bring their clothes. If anybody dry clean shit no more, mostly uniforms. You know what I'm saying? If you do security, come fuck with me. We yeah. clean all the MTA shit, all the sheriffs, all the all the gang bangers that still like they shit creased and we got you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You still doing stars Yeah, come fuck with dog. hours and sunflowers.
2: I've, I've never heard, I've never heard that take before. That shit yeah. was fire.
0: Nah, I, I say, and, and you've kind of changed my position and how I feel about it. I still don't think, I still don't think there should be an announcement attached to it. Like, if you have your date, you have your date. But I do understand the whole touring, like the the last go round, right? And and the one thing that I feel like. I feel like you're getting to that point. It's one thing I saw Kobe say a long, like every interview after retirement, they were like, so When are you coming back? And he's like, I'm done. Like, I'm finished, right? And this when we, we asked about the pay due shit, obviously that, that part is passed, right? And you know what that looks like. So I feel like you're you're coming into consciousness of knowing, like, okay, when, when this moment happens, I know I'll be finished and I'll be okay with hanging it up. A lot, I feel like a lot of rappers do it. And I think my my dislike for it is because it feels like a media circus and it's like you retire and then two months later or a year later or whenever that next album comes, all right, I'm coming back out of retirement because of X, Y, and Z. And you know, I, I just don't like that part of it. So, uh, but I, I salute you on it, bro. Like I, I feel like your reasoning for it makes a lot of sense. And and you know what that looks like above, above anybody else. You know what I'm How you want that play out. You've already kind of like put it out, put it out there. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think, I think too, like what, like what he was, um, what head was saying was like, it's when you have like the discipline, like I was able to say like, I'm going in here, order a Big Mac. This is the last beef I'm going to ever have. And it's cool. I left my mama house when I was 15. Like I'm going to be a rapper and you know what I mean? It's just like there's certain things, you know, and you know, I fail sometimes. I, first time I got married, I thought I'm getting married. I'm only going to do it once. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just <laughs> like, you know, but things that I have control over, like, and also, I don't, I'm not coming from a place where a lot of rappers come from. I don't come from the ego place. That's why I'm able to book people I don't get along with. That's why I was able to start pay dues. Cause it's not me. Like we're talking about like, so I'm not as entitled as a lot of rappers. You know what I mean? Like it's not me, 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 me. You know, one of the best compliments I ever got in, um, was from Dave Free. That's and, and Dot had his first show at the, at, now it's One Oak, but it used to be the Key Club. And uh you know everybody was there. Jay Cole, Dre showed up later, and it was just like, I showed up, pulled up part, got out. You know, Doc called me, like, Can you do our song? We're gonna do She Needs Me. You know, I'm gonna try to get down, we're gonna do it. I was like, Cool. He was, you know, whatever. I showed up and and then Dave looked around, he said, Is this you? And he grabbed me, he's like, That's why I love you, Mercy. He was like, <laughs> he's like. You just show up and I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm just here to rap, bro. I'm not, you know, what I mean, I'm here to support." No you. entourage, you know, no yeah. Nothing. yeah. It's not my night. It's not my thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And because of that, because of that also shout out to to Dave and, and TD because I was the first time I was able to meet Dre. Mm-hmm. I've been in this game so long, and it was like everybody out the backstage, out the backstage, and you know, the, the, I don't know who it was. You know, they had, you know, they got the the the, the enforcers. But I've yeah. been around, and they're like. Ah, rah, 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 rah. Not mercy, you good. But, good. Uh, <laughs> I was like, man, if I came with a bunch of niggas and then they let Drake happen, and then Drake was right. I was standing right here by the stage. Drake walked up, was like, "Oh man, nice to meet you." Nice. I'm like, he looked me. I don't know if he really know who I was or just being nice, but I felt like, oh, Drake acknowledged me. Oh, I'm, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then I got to stand side of the stage where he held up Kendrick's hand. I was like, I was like, that was a moment in history. Yeah. And had I been the nigga to have to have a lot of niggas with me or be back here taking pictures, if niggas didn't know my demeanor. They would have kicked me out, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But niggas know who I am and why I do things. I think they see me being genuine, and I always wanted. So that's the same way I'm like, I'm i I'm a bow out. Just not, I'm not here to get your praise or please don't retire or this is my yeah. last album. Like, I'm as you know for it's unselfish reason. I want to get my mom out the cleaners, and I want to get my get fully behind my sons because I feel like that's how we as black men and black people are gonna stick it to these motherfuckers. Like. Mm. That's nice. Reparations reparations would be great. The black president is nice. Defunding the police, all that shit is cute. But wait till our children start kicking your ass in 20 years. They're going to beat your ass. motherfucking ass. Y'all going <laughs> to, we overcharging niggas for what they did to the cold crush. And that's mm. why I'm doing it. The biggest luxury I have is to sit back, own my own business, and raise my sons. Because they are not going to play with y'all motherfuckers at so all. Far. That's a ball. God, you know. God willing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: yeah, for That's sure. It. That's it. Yo, man, I I I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, Murs. Man, can't wait to do it again. Can't wait to actually do it in person, man. And and just thank you for always showing us love, always just just being there for us throughout and through You know, what I'm saying throughout the years, bro. Uh, Love and Rockets Volume
1: Two out right now. Going to grab that, support that, and no retirement as of yet. No, right? yeah. And you can get the album <laughs> for free at MursRaps.com because the pandemic, you can always download it for free. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, I think that's... I'm a, oh, Mercer Retrograde, the new video, but you said that. Hey, y'all on your yeah. shit, man. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Much you love, saying, man. man. bro. Merz,
0: it's Homegrown Radio. Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head. Catch y'all next time.